Okay. Welcome, Welcome to another episode, episode of Driving to, to the, the Res. Res with your favorite hosts, Mr. Confusion himself, Larry Bazell, <laughs> <laughs> and the clarity and embodiment of awareness. <laughs> nice. All right. With that said, <laughs> having said that, we got to do our ad. Okay. What's all right? Remember our sponsor. Yes. Our sponsor is, uh. Our viewers. You! Yay! Yes. <laughs> yes. It's you who supports our work. And the way to support it, the best way is to go to Subscribestar and grab the second hour. Yay! Or even better, grab the second hour. And the class. And the classes. Indeed. We have a class every yes. month. Yes. We've had a dozen or so, so far. Mm-hmm. Every one of them is, uh, hour or better long, sometimes two. And they really scratch the surface of the topic at hand. In some cases, it's like the most current one is Lemurian. Mm-hmm. We had an invitation, all of us as a group, to explore to, this, explore, to explore what Lemurian what is. What even is that? Yes. Right? And what are we projecting onto it or not projecting onto it? And how do we describe it? And how does it relate to our life? And there were so many good questions. Yes. Right? Excellent. Excellent expansion there of awareness. So, okay. Yeah. So that's that's how our sponsors support our program. Yes. Yeah. And that's you. Yes. You're indeed. excellent sponsors, and we're very mm-hmm. happy to have you. Yes, indeed. And keep on sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> Your sponsorship yeah, and is, patron of the light, man. Uh, yeah, that's right. Patron You're a patron of the, of the light. light. A patron of the light. Mm-hmm. And we like to thank everybody who has become a patron of the light, supporting our spreading of the light work. Oh, okay. Now that you say it that way, yes. Yes. I'm All right. A super spreader. <laughs> so this topic. Hey, hey, this hey, top, hey. Yes. You know what a super spreader is? What? A super spreader of the light. light? You? Yeah. So Did that's you? what this is about. Us? It's spotting a power over this narrative. Yeah. Because there's other people who have a different idea what a super spreader is. Mm-hmm. But we'd like to make sure every people know and independently are able and capable and to respond in a high frequency way on air, on earth. Right. And one of them is spotting these narratives. The power of others narrative, spot them. How spot to spot them. How do you spot them? Mm-hmm. Okay. This topic deserves a class. Larry and I will think about how to present one that is both practical in spotting power of others narratives and provide solutions for addressing many of the popularized ones on earth right now. Right? Like super spreaders. And like you can get that class aliens. as a scribe star, of course. Of course, yeah. You will be able to. That's where I would go look for it. Yeah, yeah. But for now, I would like to simply start this conversation or continue it in a way that brings light and clarity around what narratives there are and how they're being used. Right. This article is about spotting, spotting a power over others' narrative, narrative. right? This yes. is a story that's told to take control of an object or an event or mm-hmm. a happening or an occurrence or something that's made to occur mm-hmm. that leads you down a certain path. That's a power over others one. That's a power over others one. Yeah. There are other narratives that aren't those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't lead you down a power of others path. Nope. They express the data or they, they could actually be a light narrative even. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not necessarily true or accurate. It's a narrative, you know, designed to in funnily enough. Yeah. We do have a lot of information about creating powerful narratives 
in the instant manifestation work that we do. Yes, that is true. That is <laughs> Let's true. go back to the topic. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make you aware yes. that when we talk about narratives, they're not all power over other narratives. No. And they're no. not all manipulative, but many of them are. So yes. you need to know how to spot them. Yes, we, you do. We talked about narratives around UFOs on our last newsletter and driving to the rest podcast episode. Boy, that was a doozy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> okay. Let's begin with the question. What is a narrative? What is a narrative? A narrative is the telling of a story or accounts of events, experiences or the like, whether true or fictitious. It's the telling of the story. Yes. Okay. A narrative is the telling of the story. Mystics from times immemorial have known that the word creates reality. Even within our own Ibens method of instant manifestation, we spend a lot of time on a believable story that will bring about our desired result. The story around something not only makes it real for each person, but also colors and dictates the experience the person will have about that thing. Right, that reminds me of the Ferrari popping out of the sky into the driveway. If you want yes. to instant manifest a Ferrari, you're like, how's it going to get there? Right. Uh, balloon. Well, if I bring a balloon into that, that becomes it's believable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But what if it just, if you wanted to manifest a Ferrari, yeah. right? And you say, okay, I have the power of manifestation. I want the Ferrari in my yard. There it is. There it is in my front yard. But you yeah. haven't created a narrative, like a, you haven't told a story that is believable to you or the human and collective. And everyone around you even. Yeah, the human collective, right? Yeah, the human collective. Then what happens? It. Well, it doesn't actually, you're disappointed yourself, clearly. It doesn't, yeah, because it doesn't actually just appear in your front yard. No, it, it, I mean, it doesn't. No. Instantly or any other way. Right. Because you, you haven't created that narrative, that story. You haven't told that story. The rules of the reality that you exist in don't have that. Right. Yep. Although in Vegas, they will show you that. Things appearing from Magic dinner. appears. Yeah. yeah. Ma they have magic shows. They do, but that's They can like, make a train disappear or a Ferrari reappear. But they're controlling the narrative, right? Totally. And the perception of that totally, narrative. Totally. They control your perception and the narrative. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So that was a sidetrack, but. Yes. For example, imagine you see a fast flying object in the sky, which then turns instantly in a 90 degree angle and flies off and vanishes. At the same time, you see one of our fastest planes slowly making its way across the sky. One of those fast jets, maybe. Yeah, it's only going 600 miles an hour and it's how fast it's going. Yes. It's really slowly across the sky while the other one is... Right? Yes. Imagine the effect of seeing this scene just after reading one of the following three narratives. By Ooh. the way, one, only one is real. One of the narratives is actually real. One yes. of these is three. not, and the other one is not. Yes. Okay, let's start with one. Okay, narrative Wait. number one. We are experiencing a growing number of unidentified aerial phenomena, and our governments have sent the Air Force to shoot them down as they may be hostile. Our Air Force successfully shot one of them down, actually, eliminating all possible threats. We are presently harvesting and reverse engineering the materials for our military and technological advancement. And I will add it's a little bit secret because clearly we want to protect 
our information from our security. enemies and our security reasons. National security reasons. Yes. So. Indeed. Okay. Okay. We don't want the enemy to get hold of this technology. Uh huh. Okay. Now you just heard that, and you, you look at it, that. Now, what you do you think? It. Now, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you think would happen? It's like, thank God for the military. We should give them a lot of money. I would say most people, a lot of people, would run to the phone and call nine one one. Hello. Tell us. Can you tell the military there's one of those things? Yes. They need to go investigate it because it could be a threat. Yes. And we don't want our enemies to get hold of it. And we don't want our enemies to get a hold of it and then they would be a threat. Yes. Because they're our enemies. Yeah. That could be one, right? Right. You might say... Scream and run in the house. Go get signs and say, peace! And go start marching in the streets to protest. the the aliens? militarization of space and aliens and mm, things you might we find could. it as a thing to rally against yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah. yeah you could rally against it you could start saying shouting from the rooftops these are friendly don't shoot them yeah yeah you could there's a lot of things that come from that narrative mm-hmm. they're all an extension of the experience that I think most of us have had for the last I don't know how many years quite a few mm-hmm like when you see something, oh, that's probably a threat. We yeah. should call the authorities to handle it. Yeah. It's something I'm not sure about. That person might be dangerous. Call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Now the cops are dangerous too, so call the uh, cops. Military? Who do I call the cops on the, who do I call on the cops? The FBI? The CIA? Call this, I don't know. Someone? It's really a problem nowadays. Mm-hmm. We don't know who to call anymore. Right. That's the narrative. <laughs> Okay, okay. Let's try narrative two. The narrative one just led me down this path of constant power over other struggles and victims and all Indeed. this stuff. It did. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Should I try two or three? Try number two. Alrighty. You read that one. As the human collective's awareness expands, we're going to start seeing and finding ways to record the presence of objects in the sky that are not created by us. As we examine these, we find that they are part of a larger civilization on Earth, which are more advanced both technologically and culturally than we are. That's all? Yeah, that's it. No cops? Now, well, you just saw that narrative, uh-huh. and then you now see I'm the object. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? Wow. That's a... Incredible. I just saw one. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you do next? Do you pull- oh, you know, I learned this experiential telepathy class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually on Subscribestar at Anelia Benz. You go Anelia Benz and Subscribestar and then experiential telepathy is like one of the classes that was held. I just took it. Yeah. I'm going to try and make uh, contact with those, see if they're uh, one of my cousins. Okay. Go for it. Oh, they are. They are? Yeah, they said, you know... I'm not coming down today. You know, I'm on a mission. <laughs> okay. I can't like stop in for coffee or tea or anything right now, but I'll check in with you later. Oh, nice. Nice. That was fun. That was fun. What if it, it turns around and says, okay, we've detected you and we have to eliminate you now. Because <laughs> you can see us. Well, I think I got to call the military. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Got to call the Air Force. That's their problem. <laughs> go deal with them. <laughs> That's the game they want. There they go. <laughs> Don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> like, uh, okay, you caught me. <laughs> Kate, honey, one. what do we do? 
Ah, uh, we just tell them, oh, go away. Okay, just, oh, go away. Yeah, just go away. You know who I expected. You know who I was, you know who I thought you were. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Okay, narrative three. Oh, no, not this one. <laughs> did you ever oh, fall for this one? Of course. Oh, you did? Oh, you loved that one, didn't you? I do like that yeah, one. Yeah, a lot of people do love this one. Okay, go for it. Well, it comes out. Here's what's happening, guys. I'm a whistleblower from another dimension. Okay. The Galactic Council of Light is presently sending ships and drones to Earth to test your readiness. We want to know if you're ready to be part of the Universal Alliance of Planets. This is a universal community of galactic beings, and you've obviously ascended well enough, hopefully, so that you can join us. But how you receive and treat these little vessels that are popping in to experience hellos will dictate what happens to our species going forward. So, it's all up to you. Raise your frequency and vibration and join the galactic community. Mm-hmm. Probably they're going to be blue avian aliens with yes. methods. Yes. Yeah. Probably yes. that's what there is. Where's the trap in this one? Oh, you know, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff in it. <laughs> There's med beds in it. <laughs> there's kittens. Kittens. So to speak. That would be med beds. And there's mm. blue avians, which are really cool looking aliens. Yeah. I mean, come on. Feathered aliens that are blue. Blue, yeah, with beaks. They're like match with Smurfs. Mm. Yeah, they're Smurfy. Yeah. Smurfs are all pretty cool things. So, yeah. And um, Galactic Council. It's like a council with more authority than our little measly little government that we're powerless mm-hmm. to control. Mm-hmm. The Galactic Council yes. will have authority over our terrible yes. government. <laughs> we can finally kick their butt. Because yeah. we are part of a bigger bigger butt-kicking community. How do you take the part where it says how we receive and treat these vessels and drones will dictate what happens to our species going forward? Well, obviously we have all of the things. We're powerless and powerful. We're powerless to control how everyone else is doing this shooting at them. But it's yeah. going to make us feel like terrible because they're going to be shooting at them. Yeah, and so we are powerless, powerless and helpless, helpless and defeated. And, defeated. um, I mean, all we got to do is just go give them a hug and look, you guys are shooting them. Stop it. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to pass. Obviously yeah. we're going to fail our test. Yeah. And what's going to happen to our species going forward is just what we deserve. <laughs> yes. We'll probably, they'll probably delay the savior of the universe. I mean, they'll the, probably the, delay the, saving us because we're not because ready. We're not yet. ready to even be saved. No, we're not ready yet because we keep shooting their drones. So, I mean, at some point that narrative is going to make me just to fall, feel go so like bad. this, get a tunnel uh, of garbage and then throw it in the garbage. It's all bull. Yes. Which is even worse. I'm just going to go to McDonald's and get some Twinkies. <laughs> That's, or, you know, I might, you know, they do have communities where they remove their organs and they all wear the same clothes and they go to ride on a comet. I might do that. I think they already left. Oh, they already caught that ride? Yeah, they did. So not a great narrative, although it, I mean, I liked it. There were just parts in it that sound good because parts of it probably have truth in it. Well, they're cutting your testicles, uh, testicles off. off. That, that can was, get you a ride on a comet. Yeah, that was cool. No, not that part. The <laughs> narrative, honey. The comet, and then you're going to go ride for it. a ride on the comet. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. fun. That'd be fine. Yeah. 
to what you got to do to do it, not so much. Okay. It's just this narrative leads you down this path that takes you to a crazy place. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Either which way you look at it, you end up crazy town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not a great place to be. It has all, this last narrative has all the clues. It's got the fairy baits, but it yes. does have clues. Yeah, it's fairy bait, but it does have the clues, right? And those are the savior thing and you're mm-hmm. not ready thing and you have to alter the entire, an impossible thing for you, create everyone's reaction to something mm-hmm. that is in alignment with what you can't possibly accomplish. Plus and then it's your pro- your fault if it don't work. Right. And know? it's hopism too, doesn't it? Does oh. it have hopism? Yeah, there's a little bit of hopism. Yeah. Can you explain to everyone what hopism is? Hopium, honey. Hopium, sorry. Can hopium you ex- is hopium. <laughs> In the form of hope. So can you explain what that is, opium? Yeah, that is a solution that provides the answer to all of your whatever problem it might be. In the case of medbed, whatever you are experiencing that has like ill health and you're not, haven't found a good healing story, this is the healing story of all healing stories. It's a panacea. Panacea, Mm mm-hmm. So that is a hopium is if you properly respond to the third, you know, this thingies as a collective humanity, then you'll get a med bed. Mm -hmm. So the the med bed is the hopium Mm -hmm. and the action that you have to do is an impossible one. But if you do it, it's getting delayed, right? Well, yeah, it's going to have to be delayed because you're not ready. Mm -hmm. So you need to do more work to get everybody ready. Yeah, so you hope and hope and hope. You have to do this thing, right? And in the doing of it, you expose yourself to ridicule and all all the things, disassociation Mm -hmm. from your support network, your family and whatever, your jobs, all those consequences. But it's more important. So at the end of it, you've basically destroyed your... Support system, support system in your life, and it's still going to get delayed. Oh man! So that's why that hopium thing doesn't lead to the right place. That's not to say don't have hope, but when a narrative has hopium in it, you know Mm. that that's the bait. Yes. Right. Okay. As you play with the results, emotional, mental, social of these three narratives, the three narratives. You will start to get an idea of how controlling a controlling narrative can control reality and is being experienced by the people of Earth. Right. So pick pick the narrative. Well, spot a power over there's narrative. There's also a narrative that has a Galactic Council of the Light in it mm-hmm. that isn't power over others. Can you tell us about that one? Um, how that narrative might look. Mm-hmm. That, uh, well, you've used the words at some time or other, something like there's a council of, uh, planetary council. Well, and not, and you say specifically that's your word to describe something that doesn't exist as a unit. Like it's not an actual, here's my planetary council unit card. I'm official member of the planetary right. council. It's a way to understand the description of us as a group making a decision. So Mm -hmm. a galactic council of light might be used in that way instead Mm -hmm. of in, here's my card-carrying member of the galactic council of the light. And they do have actually a card and badge. I've seen it on the internet. 
I've Can seen I get their one? logo. I've seen their logo. Well, you have to be really I special. I have actually, actually seen that. You have that to be too. really special to be part of that. I don't group. think it costs a lot. You don't need to be that. You have to be really special to be part of that one. You do have to find the website. Yes, you do. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. You have to be very special, though. Well, I'm special. And, and I think you need to be like non-human, like an Octorian or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Or maybe a Palladian. I don't know about all that. I think you do. I probably am. A Palladian? Or an Octorian. How do you know? Because I like Octorian writing. You like Octorian writing? Uh-huh. What do they write like? A very, very matter-of-fact and act- accurate. And what kind of accurate and matter-of-fact things do they say? Oh, well, they say things like you're responsible for your experience of reality. Mm-hmm. That uh, the narrative that you follow can dictate what you experience. Uh-huh. And so be yeah. cognizant and conscious of what narratives are playing out and which ones you're following. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They say things like that. They Arcturians. do? They're very Arcturians. smart. Oh. Hmm. Maybe you are one then. Maybe we all are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Arcturians are smart. Okie dokie then. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not saying that being Arcturian is wrong, but I'm saying that often this Council of Light, you need to be one to in order to be a part of the Council or a Palladian or something. Or a Venetian. You can't be just an ordinary human and be part of that council. Well, well, that's not necessarily true because you could be an Ecturian in a human body, honey. Well, I know, but, you know, to become part of one of these councils, you have to be special. And being human... You have to be a light being. (laughs) Quit raining on my parade, lady. (laughs) I'm writing on your parade. <laughs> quit it now. Okay, quit let's it, move, quit on. It. move on. Move <laughs> on. All right. Okay. As you play with the results, emotional, mental, and social, which we just talked about, yes. of these three narratives, you'll start to get an idea how controlling that narrative controls your reality as it's being experienced by people on the planet. Hi, Brad. Oh, poor Brad can't get through the he door. He Brad, Brad. Yeah, he squeezed through. <laughs> oh boy, he pushed the door open. He, he is did. a big cat. All right, so. The important aspect. Go ahead and read this, honey. The important aspect about spotting manipulative artificial narratives versus narratives that simply express reality is that by learning how to spot them, differentiate, dif- differentiate between them and getting good at it, not only do we affect our own lives for the better, but we also bring a breeze of clarity and light to the rest of the human collective that has chosen both expansion of awareness and a high-frequency life. Yeah, that last paragraph is the important paragraph, and as such, probably you'll notice that you heard it and you forgot it already. You don't remember what it is? No, I've been reading that paragraph now for a week. Yes, you have. I've uh, looked at it thinking to correct it, and then I didn't need to correct it. And thinking that I needed to put a period in here or there, and I didn't need no period. Thinking that it changed its, uh, it doesn't like work. It's like the idea at the front and the middle and the end is different, and they Mm -hmm. aren't related. So the Mm -hmm. first part doesn't relate to the second. So the participles of the 
whatever thingies, you know, you learn an English class aren't yes. working. Yeah. All the time. When I go back to the beginning and look, it's like, well, yeah, actually, it's fine. And, oh, yep, actually, that works. And then I get done reading it again, and I go like, oh, is this still right? So it has blocks and obstacles in that mm-hmm. last paragraph to comprehension, which means there's mm-hmm. plenty there. Yes. So I would suggest that if you're listening to this, you go to your Substack. Where it's the newsletter. The text is written. written. And you look at this last paragraph. You tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. Is it written properly? Is the English proper? Is it correctly (laughs) participled and commented and perioded? And is the punctuation right? Yeah. Put a little comment in the, uh, in the comments there. That's a substack, substack and Ellie Benz. Yes. This is. Article 42, spotting power of others' narratives. Well, this is the last have, paragraph. Yeah, it doesn't have a number, actually. Well, it's called spotting power of others' narratives. Yes. Look at that last paragraph and tell me what you think. Now, yes. if you're a second hour subscribe star member, you will hear another couple hours of this. Yes. Probably, maybe less, maybe more. Something like an hour or thereabouts where we talk with Ilya and Adelina about their experience of reading this and what did they, I mean, this is going to be good. I'm this sure. This is going to be good. Yes. I'm right. sure. Go there. You can listen to that second hour of it or, and you can comment there about your experience of this last paragraph. Is yes. it like, there's nothing there, Larry. <laughs> it's very clear and obvious. Or is it, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yes. Can you read it out aloud for us, please? I'll try. Okay. The important aspect about spotting manipulative artificial narratives versus narratives that just simply express reality is by learning how to spot them and differentiate between them and getting good at that, not only do you affect your own life for the better, but you also bring a breeze of clarity and light to the rest of the human collective that has chosen both expansion of awareness and a high-frequency life. What does that mean to you? It means, it means be good at at differentiating these narratives. Be good at discovering there is a narrative. Be good at differentiating between the manipulative ones and the ones that just express it as it is. Mm -hmm. Because when you become good at it, you become, I would say, impervious to the manipulations. Mm -hmm. And by being impervious to the manipulations, you actually Bring a breeze of clarity and light to the rest of the human collective that also have chosen that, but may have not gotten may have not gotten quite so good at um, spotting that manipulation. Mm-hmm. They might want some help spotting it, and that's why they've encountered you to help orchestrate that. Yes, that's kind of how I understand it. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Whew. Well, that only <laughs> took two weeks or a month. Uh, very good, honey. Okay, thank you. Very good. You did well. Thank you. See you. See you.